So this week we are talking about the Talit and um, Warrior Strength. That was the title of Sunday's sermon was Warrior Strength. And in the sermon, we talked about the idea of the prayer shawl. Uh, I brought my prayer shawl in. If you didn't make it, uh, it was a good service. You can probably watch it on Facebook still or on YouTube. Uh, Love for you to watch that service and hear that message before you continue on in this podcast. So you kind of get a better idea where we're coming from. But we talked about talit. Talit is a Hebrew word, uh, and it literally translates to tent. So Paul was a tent maker. Uh, Paul in the Bible was a tent maker. And, but we, it probably wasn't the conventional tent like what we would think. Um, you know, like you would get at Walmart or Meyer or Cabela's or whatever and go camping. And even in ancient times, it probably wasn't that type of tent either. It was more likely that he was um, making prayer shawls for people. Because those prayer shawls were actually very important. In fact, way back in in ancient times, like way ancient times, well before Paul's time, when the Israelites were coming out of uh, Egypt, they were in the wilderness, and the Lord commanded them to build a tabernacle or a tent of meeting. And he would literally come and fill that place. His spirit would come and it would fill that that place. Well, six million people can't fit in this tent, right? So they had these talit, which were prayer shawls, which were sort of extensions of the tent. So that when they would bow down and worship the Lord, I mean, he would literally come and fill this place. That's what they, you know, we hear that prayer all the time. Come and fill this place. We go to church on Sunday. Come and fill this place. Uh, you go to a Christian concert, and maybe sometimes they would say, come and fill this place. And that's what we want. We want the Spirit to come and dwell among us. The Bible says where two or more are gathered, there I am. Uh, so come and fill this place. Well, again, six million people can't fit in that tent. So they had these prayer shawls, come and fill this place. Well, on the these prayer shawls became a part of their garment, by the way. And on the corners of these garments, the, the kanaf, kanaf was a word that um, we said meant corners, or it also meant edges, or it also even the word kanaf means wings. So when you see, in especially in the Old Testament, when you see the word wings, um, you see that that's the word kanaf. Kanaf means wings. So um, the idea of eagle's wings Kana, uh, things like that. So I'm going to dive in a little bit more about these things. Uh, but he commanded on the corners, on the kanaf, on the corners of the garment, to tie these tzitzit. These tzitzit were uh, a reminder for the people to keep the word of the Lord. And the Bible says that, that God commanded them to do it through the generations so that it would be a reminder through the generations to keep the word of the Lord. It seems to be an important theme throughout the whole time that they're in the wilderness. Is, and he's, he's drilling in their minds, you need to keep my commands throughout the generations. Throughout the generations, you need to keep my commands. In Deuteronomy 6, Moses tells the people, 
the very same thing. The, the people of Israel call this the Shema. It starts off Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, which means hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone, or the Lord is one. He's one God. Echad means one, single. But then he goes on to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your, with all your might, with all your strength, or with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your heart. I kind of get it mixed up with how Jesus says it in the New Testament. But then he goes on to say, he talks about how you should, you need to keep the Lord. See, if you love the Lord your God, you will keep his commands. Bind them to your, your foreheads, tie them to your wrists. And it's throughout the generations keep my commands throughout the generations. And so even today, if you look, there are Jewish people who have these, they're called phylacteries. They, they, these black little boxes that they sort of tie to their, or they bind them to their forehead. And then if you look at their arms, the same boxes are wrapped around their wrists. And you've seen those and you think, what is that about? Well, it's about the Shema. It's about Deuteronomy 6 where he says, bind them to your foreheads, tie them to your wrists so that you will keep the commands of the Lord. You'll remember to keep the commands of the Lord. That's what these tzitzit were for, these tassels, to keep the commands of the Lord. And then he said to tie or to, to wind a blue cord to go through it. Well, that blue cord is a reflection of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit that helps you to keep the the command, but it's also a reflection of the Messiah. You know, in the Bible, Jesus is literally, I mean, he is the strength of the Lord. So the only way we talk about how man kind of, if you remember from the Lord's prayer um, study or the Lord's prayer message, and even the podcast, we talk about how in the the first five books, you can kind of see the whole story, right? Man is created. He's placed in perfection. Man screws up because he screws up. He's taken out of the promised land until a time comes where he will be restored back to the promised land. But in that time that he's taken out of the promised land, he is sort of purified and refined and and the Lord has to lead him through this journey where he is teaching them to obey the commands of the Lord, to have a heart for the commands of the Lord. Well, we as humans screw up time and time again. So Jesus said, the only way really to the Father is through me. So you want to keep my commands. You want to keep, if you love me, you will keep my commands. But he says, what he's saying is in John um, 15, I believe it is. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So you want to try and keep the word of the Lord. You can't do it apart from me. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the strength of the Lord. Jesus, in fact, every time the Bible says, talks about the right hand of God or the right arm of God, talking about Jesus, Jesus is the Zerua Adonai. He's the right, right arm of God. So I think I'm in Isaiah 40, by the way, right now. Uh, so if you want to turn your Bibles to Isaiah 40, great. But I'm going to flip over. I think it's Isaiah 52. I want to flip over there real quick. And I believe it's verse 10. And it says, Adonai, and this is the Tree of Life version again. Um, Adonai has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. So we know that 
by the way, in Hebrew, the word salvation is Yeshua, which Yeshua is Jesus. That's when when we when Jesus was born, they called him Yeshua, Jesus. That's that's where we get Jesus from. And I could go through this whole thing, how uh, Greek is is Yesu and Latin uh, Jesus, and you know from there then in English instead of the the Y sound we have interpreted as the J sound, and um, I think in Spanish it's Jesus Jesus, um, you know we could go on and on. But where we get that is the the Hebrew root of that is Yeshua, which means salvation. So Isaiah 52.10, Adonai has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. So he's talking about Jesus, Yeshua. He says, and at the ends of the earth, all the ends of the earth, excuse me, will see the Yeshua, the salvation of our God, because he has bared his holy arm arm so he it's it's he's making the same comment it's sort of sort of a i don't want to say it's a redundant comment but it's the same comment just said it spoken in a different way adonai's bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations now and then he's the same comment all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our god adonai has bared yeshua before the eyes of all the nations he's bared his his zorua adonai before all the nations, all the ends of the earth will see Yeshua, the Yeshua of our God. Okay, so apart from from Jesus, apart from Yeshua, we can't do anything. He is the vine, we are the branches. If we're cut off from the vine, we can't keep the word of the Lord on our own. Um, so really that blue cord, going back to all this, is a long explanation to say that that blue cord also represents the Messiah. I want to take you back to the Kanaf. Uh, as I'm in Isaiah 40, I love Isaiah 40 because it's it's a it's a redemptive chapter in Isaiah because the people he's he's prophesied about the people he's prophesied about how you know the bad things and now he says comfort and proclaim the good news. So even in verse one of chapter 40 in Isaiah, he says comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to the heart of Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her warfare has ended, that her iniquity has been removed. For she has received from Adonai's hand double for all her sins. And then verse 3, which we know about verse 3 because it is a prophecy of John the Baptist. He says, a voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way of Adonai, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And it goes on to talk about how that, how that happens in verse four and five. And then he says this, a voice is saying, this is verse six, a voice is saying, cry out. So I said, what shall I cry out? All flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades for the breath of Adonai blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades. But the word of our God stands forever. So it kind of goes back to, you know, tie these tzitzit on the corners of your garments through the generations so that they will keep my commands. 
It is a reminder through the generations because the word of the Lord stands forever. Well, again, we couldn't keep it on our own. So what does God do? He, he reveals his holy arm so that the word of the Lord will stand through all generations. What I love, and I'm going to pause for a moment on the teaching and, and just say this. What I love about our faith is that this is very much a... It's very much a Jewish story. So it's very much a Hebrew story. And it talks about essentially the redemption of God's people, the Jews. So we think, we tend to think that, um, you know, God created salvation first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. And what that means is it was offered to the Jews. They rejected it. So now it's offered to the Gentiles. End of story. But that's not true. Basically, and Paul says it in Romans, he talks about how one day again, even the Jewish people will see their Messiah. Uh, Zechariah 12, I think it's chapters 12, 13, and 14, um, talk about how they will look upon the one whom they have pierced, the one whom they have crucified, the one they will mourn. They will look upon him and mourn. They will realize that he is their Messiah. So a time is coming where where there's a redemption for God's God's um, anointed, God's holy people, God's people who are his covenant people. This is the word I was looking for. The Abrahamic covenant. Those people, the, the Jewish people, there's a time coming where they, they will see their Messiah. And that time, by the way, is now more and more Jewish people are starting to open their eyes. They're starting to have dreams. They're starting to have visions. And they're, right now, they're just afraid to say... Um, what those dreams and visions are. Some of them are coming out. Uh, there's there's just a strictness about in, within the Jewish community that if you become Christian or quote Christian or, or if you accept Jesus as the mess, that Messiah, uh, you have become evil in their sight. So and like kids who accept Jesus, um, young younger generation who accepts Jesus, the older generation has tried to come up with these ways to, and they call it deprogramming. So deprogramming uh, people from accepting Jesus, from seeing Jesus as the Messiah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the word of the Lord shall stand through all generations, and it shall do so because the Lord has bared his holy arm. He has, he has shown his Yeshua in the sight of all the nations. So not just the Jews, but the Gentiles. And one day again, the Jewish people will see. If you read the story of Joseph in the in the book of Genesis, so Joseph and his his coat of many colors, that Joseph uh, talks. If you read that whole story, it's a reflection of Messiah Jesus and his relationship to his his um, covenant people, the Jewish people, and how one day they will definitely come back and see. The Messiah for Jesus. So anyway, the word of the Lord stands forever. Get yourself up on a high mountain. Verse 9 in in chapter 40 of Isaiah. Get yourself up on a high mountain, you who bring good news to Zion. Lift your voice with strength, you who bring good news to Jerusalem. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, behold your God. Look, Adonai Elohim comes with might. His arm ruling for him. Again, that's Jesus. Behold his rewards his reward, excuse me, is with him and his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he tends his flock. 
He gathers the lambs in his arms, carries them in his bosom, and gently guides nursing youth. So, and then it goes on to say, well, who is like him? So who has done all of these great things? And then finally, you say, or he, the, excuse me, Isaiah says in verse 27, he says, Why do you say, O Jacob, and assert, O Israel, my way is hidden from Adonai, and the justice do me escapes the notice of my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? Adonai is the eternal God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow tired or weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives strength to the weary, and to one without vigor he adds might. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But they who wait for Adonai will renew their strength. Catch this. They will soar up with wings as eagles. Kanaf. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I saw this thing on, I believe it was Instagram. It was a video. talked about the attack of an eagle. might have been Facebook. I don't remember. It was social media. And uh, it talked about the attack of an eagle by a crow. So crows will try to attack an eagle by attacking its neck. Because an eagle, I mean, if you look at an eagle versus a crow, come on, that's like David versus Goliath, right? So you're going to have to be sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're going to have to have some ingenuity to figuring out how am I going to defeat this thing that's bigger than me? And so a crow will try to attack the neck of the eagle, but the eagle doesn't fight back. So when a crow begins to attack, an eagle, an eagle will actually take flight and he will just, he will keep going and he will make his way to, to higher heights. I mean, and he just keeps going higher altitudes. He keeps flying. He keeps flying because eventually that eagle knows that he can get higher than a crow will ever get. Because if a crow gets too high up in altitude, a crow can't breathe anymore and he will die. So what that eagle will do, he won't fight back. He will just he will climb higher. He'll fly higher, higher and higher and higher to the higher altitudes. And then that crow will die. And, and that's very reminiscent. They will soar up with wings as eagles. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They're not going to fight back on their own terms. Remember, Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. Without Jesus, we can't do a thing. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So those who recognize that the battle is not man's, it belongs to the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will soar up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they won't be faint. I love that imagery, the, 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 the kanaf. And then attached to the kanaf is the word of the Lord, the, the tzitzit, the word of the Lord. We can see more about the tzitzit in the book of Judges. When we're talking about Samson, the story of Samson. So you kind of remember the story of Samson and Delilah and how, you know, he was this really strong man with long hair, these locks of hair that were just really long. And Delilah was trying to figure out how is he so strong because all the Philistines are afraid of him. And so they were trying to find his weakness in order to have his strength revealed. So to find his weakness so that they could get in, they could penetrate the wall, so to speak. They could get in and then figure out what the source of his strength is so that they could destroy the source of his strength 
And by doing so, then they could defeat him. That's how the devil is with us. He tries to find the, the, the weak points, our weak points, so he can penetrate the walls. And then once he's in, tries to get to the source of the strength so that he could pull us away from it. Well, Delilah finally finds out that the source of his strength is his locks of hair, or his, in Hebrew, tzitzit. It's the very same word as the tassels that are on the corners, the kanap, the wings of the prayer shawl. That very same word is uh, translates to lock of hair. And so while he's asleep, and he can't defend himself, while he's asleep, she cuts his hair. And of course he wakes up and he no longer has the strength. Well, that's what the devil tries to do to us. He tries to get in. He tries to cut us off from our strength. The, the, and that is our relationship, by the way, with Jesus. If he can get us away from Jesus, if he can get, if he can attack our faith, if he can attack the things that we believe, and this is why it's so important to build on your faith, add to your faith. The Bible talks about how faith without works is dead faith. Well, that's because if you're not adding to your faith, then what are you really believing in? And so God calls us to really add to our faith that our faith must be substantial because you could just say, well, I believe in Jesus. You know, we could, we could recite the apostles creed if you wanted to, or the Nicene creed, you know, um, uh, and you could go on and on and on and talk about, talk about what you believe. But if you don't know, if you don't really know what you believe, because you don't have that experiential knowledge of what you believe, then when the devil comes in and he finds those weak points and he begins to attack your faith, so many people have been pulled away from Christianity. So many people have been pulled away from the faith itself because they didn't really have a firm foundation of faith. They thought that they were Christian. They thought that they were believers, but they never really dove into what is it that I really truly believe. And why do I believe this? What is this about? Why do I believe what I believe? And so the devil finds that weak point and then he begins to cut us off, like cutting the tassels, like cutting the locks of hair until we don't have that strength anymore. Now, God did restore the strength of Samson. It's a redemptive uh, story. And Samson defeated the Philistines right before his death. And But what his death, he, he gave up his life so that so that the lives of his people, so that he could win the war. And, and all of it, I think like 3,000 men or something like that, died the day that Samson died. He, he gave it his all and, and gave up his life so that these 3,000 men would die and that his people would win the war over the Philistines. So it was a redemptive story, and God did restore the strength of, of Samson back to him. And we sort of see Jesus in that too, is that again, we can't do anything without Jesus. He is the vine and we are the branches. And I pray that you kind of get the story. So as, as you kind of, you, you can see a prayer shawl in your mind, uh, and I'm wearing mine again today. And you can, by the way, if you ever want to get one, you can find them online. Um, they're not so hard to come by. They're in, actually, they're in Christian bookstores. They're in, uh, used to be able to find them in, in the family Christian bookstore. If so if you can find one of those, sometimes you can find them in other, whatever Christian bookstores are out there. But anyway, you can order them online too. 
But to get that imagery that, number one, that you, you, because you have the Holy Spirit within you, you are a dwelling place for the Lord, number one. But number two, you can't do anything apart from him. But number three, if you would take refuge in him, that you would soar up on wings like eagles. Right, so he is your strength. You want to put on the armor of God, Ephesians um, four, right? I believe it's Ephesians four twenty-two. Let me get there real quick if I can, if I can. Ephesians four twenty-two. So, however, you did not learn Messiah in this way. If if in deed you have heard him and were taught in him as the truth, as in Yeshua. Jesus, with respect to your former lifestyle, you are to lay down the old self corrupted by its deceitful desires, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So lay aside lay aside lying and each one of you speak truth with his neighbors for we are members of one another. And he goes on, but he talks about putting on that new self. That's what I was after. So when you're putting on that new self, uh, the idea that that new self is not anything that you can have on your own. It's not man-made weapons. It's not man-made armor. It is the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, and, and all of those things that you can read about in the New Testament. Putting on the true armor of God, but really finding your strength in Him. I will find my strength. Psalm, Psalm 91, I will find my strength. In, in the Lord, and I will find it in, in his refuge, in, his, um, in the shadow of his wings. Oh, um, the, the, uh, oh, the, let me get there. Psalm 91, I can't, I can't think, I can't come up with words today, apparently. Psalms is in the middle of the Bible somewhere. There we go. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of Elyon, uh, the shelter was the word I was looking for. He who dwells in the shelter of Elyon will abide in the shadow of Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. And I will say of Adonai, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and shield. I love that. You want to put on the armor of God? It's his faithfulness, his body armor, and shield. There it is. Psalm 91, 1 through 4. I pray that this message has been good for you. Um, I pray that it will take you on a journey of, of learning new things. I, w- I pray that it will help you on your journey in, in building your faith. And um, I pray that you will definitely find refuge and strength in the Lord, that that you would understand and, and begin to have, if you haven't already, begin to have eyes open about what that looks like. What What is it that I find my strength in the Lord? What is it that I find my strength in, in, the, sh- in the shadow of El Shaddai? What is it that under his wings I should take refuge? What does that mean? And I pray that on your journey that the Lord reveals even greater things to you. Um, the Bible says that, um, you know, he, he says, call out to me and I will answer you. And he says, and I will show this is Jeremiah, I believe it's Jeremiah 33 verse three. And I will show you things, secrets, things that you did not know. So call out to him and he definitely will answer you. 
And I pray that you be blessed on that journey. And um, thank you for allowing me to partner with you in faith. And I hope that uh, this day, this week, brings you great joy and brings you great blessings. But more so, I pray that um, you are protected by the love and power of of God Almighty and that uh, you would operate under the name of Jesus because without him, we are nothing. God bless and have a wonderful day.